Hello. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome back to, is it our seventh or sixth? Yeah, it's seventh. Seventh episode. For how long we've had our podcast, we should be way ahead of this. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. We started it in August, I think. That's kind of pathetic. That's all right. It's like an I episode don't... a month, a little bit more. Right. See, I I don't think anyone's really in a rush to hear from us. So we're <laughs> not okay. according to our last. Uh... No, it was crazy because I thought that we were actually getting on a good streak because our views, not views, but like plays was up. Mm-hmm. And then last episode looked like nobody got hooked on our little bit of clickbait. No, <laughs> our clickbait <laughs> failed. That's a lesson. For us, I guess. Don't try to clickbait. Um, even one of our closest friends said she got halfway through the episode and then stopped. But hey, halfway. Wait, not what? Bad. Who said that? Yeah, and what's what flopped the most about it is we asked people a few times to send in their New Year's resolutions, and we didn't get a single resolution sent in. I know. Oh man. Okay, but maybe that we're talking about an actual topic this time. Okay, right. maybe actually it's a compliment. Well, that people don't actually care about us. They care mm. about our wisdom. True. You know, for narcissists, <laughs> that can be a hard pill to swallow, but you have a point there. So, with that being said, guess it's time to jump into the seventh episode. Welcome back, guys. I'm sure our absence was hard for you all to cope with, mm-hmm. but we're back. Today we have a very special episode, and we're going to be talking about Brenna and I growing out of our not-like-other-girls phase. Right, and I feel like this is an issue that I've seen... Like, I've talked to so many of my friends, and they've all, mm-hmm. all of my female friends have had this exact same issue growing up, and I think mm-hmm. there has been a lot more conversation about it in the past few years, but I still think there's a lot of parts of this topic that are kind of undiscussed, and I think it's a super important mm-hmm. conversation to have, so. Yeah, I completely agree. And this is a podcast episode that we've had for a few months now, I think, so. I'm excited to talk about it. Right. We've just been putting it off because it's kind of, I don't know, we didn't feel like we had the energy to get deep. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Or the emotional, like, availability. Right. And now we're here. We're we're not in the best emotional headspace. That doesn't really make sense. But we're still here. We're here anyway because that's how important it is. (laughs) So, first, Brenna, what have you been up to lately? You know, I As if I'm talking... Okay, I love how I say that as if I literally don't text you 12 (laughs) hours a day and don't see you for half of every day. It's Um, just for that expository dialogue for our listeners at home. So, I got my wisdom teeth out, I think, two weeks ago now? Oh, wow. And that was 
quite the time. It was my first surgery, even though it's obviously a very minor one, but I had to get all Mm -hmm. four out. Um, They put me on some painkillers, and that was quite a fun time. (laughs) I had a lot of fun with that. (laughs) Um, Brenna is actually hooked on uh, hardcore (laughs) painkillers. Yeah, oh, wait. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. Funny story is I never have to take any pills just because I don't get injured because I don't do anything. Mm. And so my entire life, my entire 15 years of living, I've gotten by on like the chewable or dissolvable (laughs) pills. (laughs) And so I was required to start taking like ibuprofen and Tylenol every six hours leading up to my surgery. And I could not swallow it. I just couldn't do it. My mom was having me practice with licorice. Like, she cut up these little licorice pieces and had me try to swallow them. And then finally, we put a piece of licorice in applesauce, and I could swallow it. So, for, like, five straight days, I was taking painkillers and applesauce, and I haven't figured out how to just choke it down with water yet. But progress. Hey, you know, you you gotta do what you gotta do, and um, you'll get there. Yeah? Thank you. Yeah, I hope so. It'd be kind of embarrassing if, you know, I go in to get surgery as a 50-year-old and I have to swallow my pills with applesauce. But... <laughs> um, well, Brenna, thank you for sharing. Yeah, I definitely overshared there, but no, what is didn't. this podcast if not oversharing? So, <laughs> Right. In the first episode, I said that I have flat feet. So, <laughs> so what have you been up to, Willa? Well, guys, I found a new meme account that I really like. <laughs> what is it? It's called Seamoss Girlies. And ah. pretty much they're like wellness memes. And I think all of them would only make sense if you're on the wellness side of Instagram, which I am. Yeah, guys, you have to be healthy to understand <laughs> them. All right. <laughs> no, it doesn't mean you have to be healthy. But you just have to, like, follow the wellness people, you know? Mm-hmm. And, right. yeah, all of the memes are just about wellness things and or things in the wellness community. And they just crack me up. I love them. Um, I think you sent that account to me. It was actually I have. pretty amusing. I have. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love how I'm talking about a meme account for what I've been doing. <laughs> um, I've been doing a lot of sewing. I made yes. I made she is quite the seamstress oh. everyone. It's really impressive actually. Thank you. Yeah, I bought a sewing machine for myself as a little uh, early Christmas gift and um I made Brenna a shirt for Christmas. It's beautiful. Oh, you it's flatter this me. green gingham like open back shirt. Yeah. <laughs> no, so I made that for <laughs> Brenna and um that took a part of my soul when I was making that it was quite the experience then I also made another shirt for my friend and this one was like a brown silk one and she looks terrific in it anything else exciting happening nope (laughs) should we get started yeah let's jump into our talk and guys we we promise not to make this too long because we're trying to make shorter episodes Mm -hmm. But uh, we have trouble with that. So, <laughs> internalized misogyny. Yes, exactly. In a nutshell, that's what this episode is about. Um, so, 
one thing that Brenna, you and I talk about quite a bit is like at a really young age, how we both um, had this like hatred for pink. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you, except I do know about you because we've talked about it many times. (laughs) But like, I just, I always actually really liked pink, but I just told myself that I didn't and that I liked blue because I wasn't like other girls. Exactly. So I feel like I'll just give a little bit of history, um, a bit of background about my interest growing up. So um, I, as like a toddler, I was very into baseball because my brother was super into baseball. Um, My whole family was pretty athletic. So as a, even as a toddler, I would like run around um, the park playing my little toddler version of baseball with my brother (laughs) and um then when I went to preschool I kind of you know I met other girls my age and they were very into princesses and I guess what you would call stereotypically girly things Mm -hmm. and you know the color pink the color pink was everywhere and of course I got into that phase as well and for a very mm-hmm. long time, I loved everything pink. I loved everything having to do with princesses, etc., etc. Um, and then I believe I was probably in like first or second grade when I was mm-hmm. like, "No, I can't. I can't do that. That's so stupid." And I had this huge phase where I pushed away everything pink everything feminine everything romantic and I was like I need to be Mm -hmm. the exact opposite of whatever that is and so for a very long time I had this toxic mindset that to enjoy you know to enjoy fashion or to enjoy these feminine interests was to be shallow or stupid in a way And so, Willa, what was your experience with that? Like, what phases did you go through as you were growing up? Yeah, I mean, I was the same way. Like, I know when we were talking about baseball. Like, I played baseball until I was, like, nine years old. (laughs) So, like, I was kind of doing the same stuff. And I, like, I don't even remember going through a phase where I just, like, loved pink when I was younger. Like, really young. Mm -hmm. Like, I would definitely dress up just because I've always loved dressing up, but... Right. Um, I always just had this, this, uh, mindset that, like, if I liked pink, I was... I mean, now I would call it, like, basic, but I don't know how I would have mm-hmm. described it back then. I mean, it really was, like, I don't want to be like other girls. Right. And it's so fascinating to me. That that is imprinted on young, young girls. Mm-hmm. Like, like you don't know anything about anything. And exactly. yet, somehow, you can think that about yourself. And think that about... I don't know. It just baffles me. And I think it's insane. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask. I mean, I think that I kind of broke out of that phase a lot sooner than you did. I don't want to, mm-hmm. like, say, like... But no, my impression true. is that kind of like even when I met you in seventh grade I felt like I mean you talked about how like you never really you know you never painted your nails you never mm-hmm. kind of experienced you you never played with makeup or that type of right. stuff I don't know 
And I was very proud of that. So my, like, not like other girls phase lasted a very long time. Probably, you know, I'm always, like, I'm still fighting against that mindset today, I think Mm -hmm. is an important thing to add. Um, But I think it wasn't until, like, a couple years ago that I really started changing that mindset. And I think it was... Like, one of the biggest changes in how I think and how I express myself. Um, And I think that's something important to add is that for myself and probably for a lot of other girls who went through this phase, we viewed it, we viewed treating, how do I say this? We thought of ourselves as advocating for equality Mm -hmm. and being very against sexism. Right. At least that's how I thought of myself. Yeah. But in fact, I was just perpetuating the stereotype that anything feminine is something stupid, it's not admirable, and in order to be respected by other people, you can't behave in a feminine way. No, exactly. I mean, perfectly said. I mean... Like I said, it really is just internalized misogyny at the end mm-hmm. of the day. And it's, yeah, it's it's really interesting because it's like you think that you're, yeah, you think that you're breaking stereotypes, but you're almost yeah. like using your breakage of stereotypes as like a stick to beat other young girls with as like, I'm better exactly. than you. Exactly. Um, yeah. And that's, I thought that's really interesting how you said, um, how you're, like, still kind of have to fight that, Mm -hmm. not like other girls face. And I feel like I, I shifted my not like other girls mindset because I still feel like I do have that mindset. Yeah. But it shifted from not liking pink Mm -hmm. to more just being like the quirky girl right right and to just like dressing outrageous Mm -hmm. and just having like an extreme sense of fashion and just you know being really loud and just quirky or at least what i thought was quirky but was more just annoying (laughs) (laughs) and that's how i feel like i was in like seventh and eighth and ninth grade and probably still am but um yeah i think that there sadly is there's always misogyny within us it mm-hmm. just changes in the way you know it expresses it expresses itself and we can right. evolve our mindset to not have those prejudices against girls and feminine interests and i know for me my internalized misogyny has decreased a lot But it's still there, just like a lot of us have ingrained racism and we have all of these horrible Mm -hmm. stereotypes that sometimes are impossible to eradicate. And I think it's just really important to, like, look at that head on and be like, what can I do to combat this? And just work towards becoming someone who is more perfect but I don't think any of us can truly be free from misogyny because we were mm-hmm. raised with it. Even in a family like mine that is, you know, obviously my parents very much believe in equality and my mom was a super strong role model for me growing up. Mm-hmm. And I was very fortunate to have that. But no matter your upbringing, I think we all have that sexism deep within ourselves. Yeah. 
No, and I mean, for sure, well said. Um, And, yeah, like you said, I think it's really fascinating to um, watch that shift. And, you know, it's interesting because I feel like I feel my best when I'm wearing or dressing or acting or, like, feeling like I'm different Mm -hmm. and, like, I literally am not like other girls. Right. And I don't know if that's a bad thing. No, I don't but, think so. But it definitely does kind of... Yeah, I think it's just interesting Yeah, and to observe. I think that, especially in 2020, it seemed like it was a year very hypersaturated with trends. Maybe it was the rise mm-hmm. of TikTok where everything's very hypersaturated and you see a lot of repetition. Um, right. Maybe it was quarantine and people having more time to find their own personal style. Um, right. I know for myself, I definitely got burnt out on a lot of trends, but I started noticing mm-hmm. like myself criticizing girls who would, um, you know, who would wear certain trends or decorate yeah. their room certain ways and yeah we've talked about that right yeah. and I felt like I had to look at myself and say this is the exact same thing you've been doing your entire childhood and I was always aware right. of it when I was doing it luckily um but I feel like you know it's absolutely counterproductive to make fun of girls for enjoying trends when trends mm-hmm. are all that is marketed to us teenage girls and you know girls are ridiculed for whatever they're into if it's no trendy so true then they're basic in whatever way that Mm -hmm. might present itself if it's different then it's the quirky girl is trying too hard girls can't have anything without being made fun of there's literally not a single interest on this planet that doesn't serve some stereotype about girls right and that's no and that's so true and it's 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 really hard because like yeah you're just you kind of get at your wit's end because mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and i i think it's um i don't know if like men feel the same way in any kind of mm-hmm. way because there are definitely stereotypes against men as well. For sure. And, um, you know, I don't know. But I, I, think, I think it'd be... I think the difference there is that, very unfortunately, men are ridiculed for having any interest outside this very narrow range of masculine interests. I right. I say masculine right. in quote marks, by the way, but you can't see it. Um, yeah. But I think that... If a man does have interests that revolve around, for instance, sports, um, these very Mm -hmm. traditional masculine interests, then they won't be ridiculed for that. Oh, but I feel like, yeah, no, I agree. But also I feel like they can be. I kind of disagree because I feel like you have like the dumb jock stereotype. Mm. Yeah, that's true. And then if they aren't like that then they're gay true and that's the stereotypes there what i feel like it's more extreme with Mm -hmm. with women but i do feel like there's a little bit at play with men as well i'd be interesting to talk to them about that though yeah 
I think I think it's on um I think it's very different issues um between men and women and the stereotypes around their interests but I also think that the gap with men is really strong you either fall in the masculine side of things or the right. quote-unquote gay side of things and right oh and by the way i said quote i i you can't it's hard to like say like these things because I, I mean we obviously don't think those things so when i say gay i'm not meaning like <laughs> i'm saying quote-unquote gay exactly yeah um yeah. i think it's a very interesting discussion um but another thing I was going to say is, I'm just jumping all around the place here, but yeah, how you mentioned that you think that you probably grew out of your phase earlier than I do. Um, as I'm recording this, I still have leftover nail polish from the first time I ever painted my nails in December. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I did change my mindset about that a while ago. I just didn't get around to painting my nails, but that kind of uh, exemplifies how scared I was to be feminine and I've also started wearing some makeup in like the past few months and it's incredible the amount of stigma I still have within myself about that and I get very shy to mention that I bought makeup or when I'm wearing makeup around the house I don't want to look like my family members in the eye so they can see that I'm wearing makeup. No I I do the same thing I do the same thing and no, and it's really interesting. Like, why do we do that? Mm-hmm. I know, it's and, crazy. And, I mean, I do that whether if, it, if it's, like, I'm wearing something mm-hmm. that's, I don't know, just kind of, like, extreme or maybe it's, like, tight-fitting or whatever, mm-hmm. whatever it might be. And it's the same type of thing. Why are girls so afraid of being feminine? It's actually crazy. I just crazy. don't get it. And I think the reason why we develop that phase when we're growing up is because we're told that girls are pressured into being feminine and we're like, oh, so I'm going to be different. But it's really just a different type of pressure. And that's another thing I wanted to address is that no matter how feminine you choose to express yourself, it's valid. Like whatever, however you want to express yourself, whatever you want to wear, you know, whatever makeup you want to do just do whatever makes you feel the best and that can be as masculine or feminine or whatever else you want to be and one is not more valid than the other and i think that's the true meaning for sure of empowerment is not necessarily being hyper feminine or hyper masculine because you believe you have to but just being whatever makes you feel the best and that's kind of at the core yeah. of the revelation that i think every girl has had when they grow out of their not like other girls phase right exactly and also i should mention that we're kind of we're mainly talking about men and women Mm -hmm. but like there are definitely stereotypes within like the non-binary community Mm -hmm. um i mean we're just not super well versed on that so but i i think there's just stereotypes everywhere and it's really but you have to pay attention because Mm -hmm. It's easy to get caught up in them. For sure. I think just at the end of the day, like, be in tune with yourself and just right. think, am I wearing this? Am I expressing myself this way because I want to? And then mm-hmm. you're good to go. You know, just 
do whatever you want at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's really good to, like, whenever you're making a decision, whether it be, like, if you're wearing makeup or painting your nails and what or what you're wearing, ask yourself, you know, why am I doing this? Like, mm-hmm. am I doing this to combat some stereotype or am I doing this because I actually enjoy how this looks and enjoy how this feels right and I think you can do both at the same time like if you want to crush stereotypes and it makes you feel the best yeah definitely go for it but don't feel like you have to for sure don't feel like combating sexism and misogyny is pushing yourself into a box that might not be who you want to be because that's definitely what I did growing up and continue to do in a lot of ways right right (laughs) life is too short to not wear what you want to not think how you want to not say what you want to say so although it's easy to preach about it you do you baby so we have some telonym questions that are all from fake bots um in case (laughs) you haven't listened to whatever episode we said this in but you want to submit a question um Please preface it with yo if you're going to be submitting on Telenim. Anywhere else we'll know that you're not a bot, obviously, but Telenim <laughs> is, is tricky that way. Yeah, so. yeah. I think that this is kind of an interesting question that ties into our discussion, and it is thoughts on boyfriends not liking their girlfriends having guy friends. And that's quite the sentence. Whoa. Um, you know what? I've always found this so interesting. Yeah. Because I don't even know how to speak on it. Right. I mean, I feel like never being in a relationship and never being in this situation, I'm not (laughs) the most well-equipped to address that. But, okay, just speaking without any experience, don't take my words, you know, take them with a heavy, a lot of salt. salt. Um, Quite a bit of salt. I feel like it's weird. I think that, you know, it's weird to prohibit your significant other from having friends because they're of the same gender as you. You know what I mean? No, I think it's weird, too. Obviously, if they're, like, flirting with each other, that's a different situation, but I think they should be allowed to have the friends that they want, and that's kind of controlling and overbearing in my mind. Right. I agree. But also, at the same time, I agree... But I've never been in that situation, and I could imagine, like, how it may feel. Right. So, I don't think you can prohibit that, but I feel like it's always, it may be a good conversation to have Mm -hmm. with your significant other if you're like, hey, maybe, I don't know, I don't know, because it, (sighs) I don't know, Brenna. Yeah, I think it just, it depends on the situation. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, some of the questions are so stupid. Your opinion on fake accounts only used for stalking. What are we supposed to say? What? That's great. That's a fantastic Oh my gosh, keep thing. doing your thing. Keep doing your thing. <laughs> keep doing whatever makes you happy. No, that doesn't apply here. Sorry. What are your thoughts mm. on really loud cars? <laughs> I love them. They're so <sighs> annoying. They just really get me. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah, I can't stand them. H- how would you describe your last date? Was it good? Brenna? <laughs> um, what did your last text say and who was it to? Did we answer that, like, 
a few episodes ago. We can just do it again. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Guys, please, oh wait, I'm gonna expose myself. Questions. Um, <laughs> I said t- to Willa, <laughs> maybe you just don't talk fast enough because I always hang up on her. Like, we're like, okay, bye, and then I go to end the call, and then she's like, wait, wait, Brenna, but at that point, I'm already (laughs) gone, and so she's like, cut me off, always, and so I said, maybe you just don't talk fast enough. Way to turn the tables, Brenna. (laughs) Wow, Brenna. I know, I didn't respond to that. (laughs) Well, we were doing this, so. (laughs) And... Well, okay, I feel bad for... (laughs) I'm incriminating myself by saying this, but uh, it was about 30 seconds ago, (laughs) and it was to my dad, and he said, internet at home, and I said, be back in a few. Wow. Because I didn't want him to worry. Okay. (laughs) We're so boring. (laughs) Guys, wait. I just realized 2% of our listeners are in the UK, and I can't try to do an accent on here. (laughs) Just... I think that this is a fantastic episode of marshmallow. Please cut that out with vanilla ice cream. All marshmallow. Right. All right. I honestly feel like I honestly feel like my British accent isn't terrible because I've watched so many Emma Watson interviews. No, it's not. It's not that bad. I think it's all right. You know, sometimes my accent is Thank really you. on, and then sometimes it's just awful. But I don't know if I've ever heard it really on. <laughs> okay, Willa. Uh, you can be excused from this podcast. I'll wrap the rest up for you. Okay? Okay. Um, no, someone actually, this girl whose dad was British, and so she could have a really good British accent. Like, she switched back and forth between an American and a British accent. She told me that I had a really good British accent. So. Oh. There's When that. was that? It was like two years ago so okay that willa um (laughs) if you're from the uk and you happen to be listening to this please tell us if our british accents are any good yeah hashtag rate our british accents marshmallow fluff with vanilla ice cream marshmallow fluff with please rate our oh wait see and not even in the mood right now to do a british accent like not in the mood you know i think it's so funny that i am always like i always say stuff like oh i don't want to say anything about a celebrity online or like dm a celebrity (laughs) because that way if i ever meet them then i'll expose myself she always says that she's like i'm going to meet timothy chalamet at new york fashion week don't expose me do not expose me (laughs) i get to expose you right i'm sorry i'm i'm committed to this so she she doesn't follow timothy chalamet on instagram and the reason (laughs) is she thinks that she's going to meet him at new york fashion week and if she's following them on instagram he's not going to think that she's cool because she has to be not like other girls tying back in to this episode's topic it's so true it's so true brian i can't believe you exposed my dream i told you that in a personal setting okay well you you have editing control i would hate for you to cut this out but you're you're free to do that i guess oh no it's fine it's if you fine. really want to censor our audience's um impression of you i just can't believe you said that <laughs> you're acting like i disclosed your social security number <laughs> <laughs> you practically should have at this point <laughs> darn if only i knew it 
I know I don't follow like any celebrities that I'm in love with because I'm scared to expose myself. Well, guys, <laughs> um, now I'm super anxious because Brenna reminded me that I am alone. Oh. So I think we're gonna end this episode. <laughs> All but thank you for tuning in. Text me to to let me know that you got home okay. Okay, don't tell. Don't say that. <laughs> Stop it. Time to end this. <laughs> we prattled on for yes. far too long. Um, we love you guys. Always please submit questions. Um, <laughs> Begging. Please. And also please rate our British accents even if you're not British. Um, yes. Even if you're not British. At this point, we're so desperate. Marshmallow we'll fluff it. with vanilla ice cream. Why do you always say that? All right. Bye, guys. Love you. Bye.